Bandwidth for all shows on the Aussie Tech Heads network is supplied by Aussie Tech Heads web hosting. For a fast, affordable and reliable Australian server with fantastic support, contact Aussie Tech Heads web hosting at aussietechheads.com.au. Aussie Tech Heads, Australia's best hosting service. to another episode of Aussie Tech Ads, episode 453, and it is recorded on the 3rd of September. We're into spring. How's that? Good stuff. And uh, yes, and I just want to thank everyone, uh, especially two people, not everyone, just two people, the greatest podcasters in Australia for looking after the show last week, Will and Warlock, who we have here tonight, as well as Eric. So let's go around the grounds. Let's go to Warlock first, because uh, the the, the adulation these these pair just command is uh, fantastic. Or sickening, (laughs) depending on which side of the fence you're on. Yes. Check it out where I've been. Oh, how good was that? The micro B, Australia's own computer. I didn't realise that. I didn't even realise that was an Australian computer. Yep. True. Got their card, went and visited them, did an interview, got to be on Old Fart Geeks, so keep an eye out for that. Nice, nice. And so what was, you saw the old, old machines, did you ever play with them? I had a quick look. I didn't play with them, but we, I got an interview with him. That was the important thing and had a look around the shop and he showed me the R&D centre and they, they've got lots more projects coming up and he's actually thinking of uh, adding on it as a uh, hacker space and maker stuff so you can nice. do the robots and uh, hacking computer Arduinos, that sort of thing. I think uh, he's just announced that on their uh, Facebook page. So it was very, very cool to go visit them. Mm. And um, it was I. I just got into the shop, and uh, he was heading out from the back. He was heading head out the front door when I was coming in, and he's like, "Okay, I'll see you guys in half an hour." And then I walked in, and I had my Space Invade, uh, my Pac Man T-shirt on. And he's like, "Oh, cool shirt." <laughs> I was like, "Yeah, about that. Yeah. I've got this show. Blah blah blah. How'd you like to do a bit of an interview and talk about your shop and stuff?" And um, we put it on our podcast and everything. So, nice. yeah, we had a look around at some of the old stuff, some of the new ones that they're bringing out, some cases, um, add-ons and things that you can buy for it. And so, they've nice got, they got new microbees coming out. Yeah, they, he's, he did a, um, a limited run of a professional microbee that he'd created that's like a souped-up microbee that plays all the old stuff, but it can has a, um, new processes and things in there that can do... Uh, more complicated stuff as well, so sort of a dual machine. And now, um, he did a limited run of about 140 of them, I think it was. Yeah, right. Now, what sort of technology did you use to record the interview? It was a um, <laughs> LG G3. It's a uh, retro. No. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh, it was. <laughs> but, but don't have any got insurance. Next week's show. <laughs> yes. All right, let's finish the introductions. And there's Will. Hello, Will. Yeah, hi, Will. How you doing? <laughs> hey, mate. How are we? Are yeah, you here too? Good. And uh, Eric. How you doing, Eric? Oh, very well, thank you. Excellent. And uh, Glenn. Yes. Uh, tell us about the, why you were away last week. 
Oh, yes. Well, I was away last week. I moved house, and I'll tell you, that is a massive job, isn't it? Like, uh, we've been in the last home for probably 13 well, years. especially with all the unopened boxes you've got at your place. <laughs> <laughs> well, so I didn't have to pack. There's more of them now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just more. I didn't have to pack, so how good's that? But, yeah, look, uh, we moved, and it's... Um, yeah, it's great. I love it. It's 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 good. You know, new house is always good to to uh, good, yeah. to do in it. And uh, look, the only thing that was sort of a bit of a hiccup was look. I tell you, if anyone out there has put TVs on the wall, oh, and, uh, I get experts to do that. Yeah, yes, <laughs> but don't throw away the stands because we had them all on the wall. We moved here and we <laughs> sort of wanted them on the stands. <laughs> we got oh, you, oh, the original stands that you. The, the ones yes. at the bottom of the base. Yes, yeah. Everyone was at me. They're saying, <laughs> everyone's saying, oh, you got too much crap, you know, chuck stuff away. You don't use it. Chuck it away, chuck it away, chuck it away. So here I am. I put the TVs on the wall. Don't need stands, am I? <laughs> Threw them away. And now comes to a situation where the, some, some two of the TVs can't go on the wall for various reasons. I need stands. I've got to go scourging around. Do you know LG, I rang up LG for a stand for a 50-inch TV, $160. Wow. Really, hundred and sixty. So um, I'm going to go to JB Hi-Fi and say, "Can I have that TV without the stand?" Yeah, well, <laughs> take hundred and fifty bucks. <laughs> yeah, if I hadn't known they were that much, I would have sold them instead of just tucking them to the dump. But uh, hundred fifty dollars, pretty rich. You expect to pay, you know, anywhere up to a hundred, eighty dollars, yeah. maybe. Yeah, maybe. But yeah. But anyway, that's all made in China for three dollars fifty. Yeah. yeah. But anyway, I, I found a uh, me mate Joey. Hey Joey, I know you don't listen. He's uh, he's a guy. He's got his thousand TVs in his shed. Fixes them up. I don't know how he makes a crust out of it, but uh, that's what he does. And he's, he's. I said I need a stand for this, this, and this. And he goes, let me have a look. He rummaged it around, and he dropped a couple of stands off to my house today. Do they work? So far. He had to re-drill a couple of holes. Was a bit Ooh. shaky. <laughs> Good old Joey. I think it'd be cheaper to get a new TV than than up your insurance policy somehow. <laughs> oh look, so far so good. It's still standing. So uh, <laughs> you know, TV too. I got a um, Samsung Plasma from three years ago, and it was the last of the old gen plasmas. And uh, there's plasma burn now in certain parts of the screen. So that's great. That's no good. Uh, yeah, so I'm looking at getting a new TV as well, about something about 60 inch. I'm not sure what I'm going to get yet, but uh, what's the go with curved TVs? Any any ideas? Any? I uh, don't have one. That's a bit of a wonk. Yeah, yeah. it's like 3D. It's just one of those things. Yeah. People will buy. This time next time. year, what's next? It'll be a concave one. So you're looking away. Yeah. An excuse to uh, pay more money. Yeah. yeah. You wait twenty when they come out with six by four aspect. Yeah. <laughs> then I come back. They'll bring back four by threes. No, I'm happy. It's going with... to be a while before they even got 4K broadcasting anyway. So don't worry about too much. No, no, that's right. Everything anyway. I don't own any Blu-rays and I don't have a DVD player. So there's no point buying a 4K TV because I'm never going to use it for anything. 1080p is fine. Yeah. Look, oh, even when I look at uh, you know, yeah, 10, yes, 1080p is fine. Like even seven. What is it? Seven twenty. Oh, that's good enough. Yeah, my, my Samsung's seven twenty, and you can't press to tell the difference. Like Bill Gates said, <laughs> well, I've got my, both, my, both my Sony's are seven twenty. Yeah, yeah, right, right. Well, they're you nine do. years old. The only time yeah. you do notice it a little bit is when you plug the laptop in and you've got to downscale the laptop a little bit. Yeah, yeah, a little oh. bit. Yeah. 
Well, but, when I bought mine, I think a car would have been cheaper. Yes, they were expensive back in the old days, in, back in yeah. 2005, were they? 2006 or seven. I bought this, yeah. yeah. I paid 1500 for a 26-inch LCD. Yeah, see, well, that's, got, that's, yeah, that's pretty good. I got mine when WOW, Sight and Sound were closing their doors. Um, wow. And I paid 500 for a 54-inch. Listen, I remember paying $990 for a Canon... Bubble jet printer when they yeah, first come yeah. out. Yeah, well, it's still in the, <laughs> oh, BJ still in the one, box. You still got it. BJ this should be on our other show, Will. <laughs> Back in my day, I bought a TV. Yeah. $100 a, a meg of RAM. That's right. Well, That's, if you remember, when I first bought the H, my HP e printer about three years ago, remember those ones? And you could print from your iPhone, all that sort of stuff? Oh, yeah. Right? When I first bought that, it was $375. <laughs> And I replaced it, oh, probably three months ago, for 195. Mm. And this is the upgraded model, not the same one. So I bought the uh, HP ePrint six something, six series. I got an eight series one. Yeah, right. We, for half just, price of what I bought. There's this little. It's called the little printer, and it prints out um, your Twitter feed and your social networking stuff. It basically just prints out. You know, whatever you want to set it up to do, it's literally like I think two inches by two inches the print surface, and it's two two hundred US. That's ridiculous. And it's just a little thermal printer. That's all it is. Like uh, it's just nothing. like a credit card printer. Yeah, pretty much. And it's just two hundred bucks for something that just prints off stuff randomly another, out of another, your f- another fad. Yeah, another fad. Yeah, it's like another. a little print stamps. Yeah, look, I feel like I'm in the 20s at a ticker tape <laughs> for the stock market. <laughs> yeah. All right, so every week, uh, we're the AT- Aussie Tech Heads is brought to you by ATH Web Hosting. So if you need a web page or domains, I was going to say get in fast because the domains are going up a couple of bucks, but too late. <laughs> by the time you hear this, they've already gone up on September the 4th. The sinking well, Australian dollar. Right. Sorry, Will? Sorry, just speaking of domains, just remind me. I've got to after the show. I've got to actually pay for my domain again. <laughs> oh, you missed the you, you missed the the cheap ones. They've gone. I know, up, they've I gone up. Mrtomkinson <laughs> dot com. They went up at two bucks, I think. Oh, um, the exchange rate shit itself. That's why you can't say yeah. you weren't warned. He did put it on Facebook and Twitter. That's right. Yeah, I know. that's right. But anyway, I'm not. I might, I might have a code, Will, that you might be able to use. We'll see how we go. Uh, give him one. Uh, give him a code that increases the price. Yeah, the doubles the price. Yeah, that'll be right. <laughs> yeah, I didn't say there's one to take it away. <laughs> yeah, so um, athwebhosting.com.au if you need web pages, domains, all that sort of gear. So jump in and have a look. And oh, look, don't forget uh, the Aussie Tech Radio, you know, with a 24-7 shoutcast stream of good old Australian and New Zealand tech podcasts, including... Two podcasts from the two greatest podcasters Australia has ever seen, Old Fart Geeks and the uh, Obsidian Loft. When's the next Obsidian Loft coming out? We need to do uh, one of those soon. Next, yeah, next week. Mark. Yeah, Will. Yeah. I'm going to be away this this weekend, so it won't be this weekend. So probably Monday, Monday mm. night, something like that. I haven't heard. I haven't listened to this latest Old Fart Geeks yet, episode twelve. But uh, look, I'll be doing some more unpacking on the weekends. I saw some comment about our eight bit music. Oh yes, <laughs> <laughs> you guys were doing the. I think you were doing eight bit music sound grabs or something. And I'm in the other room. You know, you just unpacking stuff, and all I hear is this me 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 me, and I'm thinking, oh, what's happened to the computer? <laughs> 
<laughs> so I've rushed straight in and then oh, no, everything's all right. So I go back out and then I hear this me 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 me. Last time I heard a noise like that, something caught on fire. <laughs> well, that's why I come tearing in to see what was going on. But then I realised, then I actually started listening to the show and then <laughs> they were doing 8-bit noises. And I'm yeah, like, oh. we were talking about the different graphic, the sound cards that started off with just a driver for your PC speaker and then... 8-bit sound card, 16-bit, 32, and that's right, that's right. Oh, look, I could, I could have, I was jumping in in me in me in me own spacing, and I had a sound blaster live. I had one of those Visa cards, yeah, <laughs> all this great. sort of stuff. Yeah, I remember those. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> all right, now we got to have him on the show one time, Will. Uh, right, okay. Yeah. So that hasn't got an excuse to not listen to it. He'll be there. Yeah. <laughs> yes, I know. I, I want to come on because I, I just find myself wanting to add and, and in, do, do some input as I listen to it. It's, um, That's why we did it because we talk so much about retro stuff on here. We're like, we might as well do a bloody show about it instead of hijacking this one all the time. <laughs> oh, people love it. They, people love it. But look, we, we, have to, we have to move on to some good old tech news. Look, uh What's been happening? Well, I suppose the iPhone, you know, we've we got a story about the iPhone coming oh, up. Oh, that's, aren't they going to do, isn't Apple releasing, this, it hasn't been a lot of hype about no. the, the upcoming leaks? Apple September Well, let's 9, do that one now. Blah, blah. No, no. Well, let's, oh, oh, look, let me go down to my. Hey, Glenn, I need a leak. Okay. <laughs> uh, I'm, not, I'm not getting that one. <laughs> I'm sure there's something to it. Oh, yes, I do. Yes, you need a bath. <gasps> yeah, I know. Put a, put a potty under a bath. I thought I was working with professionals. Yeah, in the world. No. <laughs> <laughs> you can't work with children or idiots. So, now where, I didn't what have... Are we doing here, then? <laughs> Do you know, does anyone know, I was just looking at Glenn's domain checker on his website here. Oh. Just looking for domain names, just something to do mm. while you're talking. <laughs> and there's, a, there's a, what do you call it? It's a suffix, right? There's a suffix. Yep. Uh, that's, that's WTF. Yes. Yep. Yeah, you can do that. The funny that. thing about that is um, Google registered abc.xyz for their new company and then somebody registered abc.wtf and it redirects to Bing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's funny. Pretty funny. There's a, anyway. But some of those uh, domains are quite expensive, like those, yeah, like those tricky ones. Yeah, I think that one's 40, 42 bucks a year, that one. Yeah. I mean, this I guess it's okay if you're a sign writing business or, you know, if you've got a reason to have that. But yeah, that's right. Yeah. Like, for example, my business, I could put alliancepartners.tax. Yes. It would, yep. would make sense for me. Yeah. <laughs> what are the, what's the dot taxes worth? 65 bucks a year. But see, that's nothing. How much taxes on that? 20%. Oh, it depends <laughs> what Glenn's charging me on his offshore account. GST. <laughs> I've got the, the, the double Filipino sandwich going on. <laughs> <laughs> That'll fill a Pinot reach around. Oh, so you got a you got a lady boy coming. Oh, the grubby <laughs> sandwich. Now look, let's get back to the uh, iPhone, please. Please. <laughs> please. Now look, I've got a graphic for those on the video. There we go. It's been graphic enough, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> it's a bit late for that. <laughs> now, if recent patterns hold, the phone will be called the six S. But do you know there's been talk about that they might be skipping? the S's, and just going straight for the 7. And I, I, sat, I sat here thinking to myself, oh. right? but they might be right, you know. I, and I would fall into this category. I'd be one of these Gumbies that would go, yeah, if I had a choice of an S or a 7, of course I'd, I'd go, go seven. for the 7. Because it sounds like you got the most, the, most, the latest. The latest no, yes. Right. 
Yes. Now, um, there's a perception among some consumers that the S models aren't as desirable as the others. So, an Apple, well, because it's S. Because it's because it's still mm. it feels like a current model. Yes. Yes. It, well, S could stand for you know that word. Well, look, when when I I started with the five, and that's all I've had. But uh, then when the 5S came out, I thought I wasn't too upset because I think, well, I'm still in the fives, you know. But uh, but look, if they brought out a 7... Cause I, go I, I, nuts. Yeah, go, go on nuts, all right. But anyway, reports suggest that after in... Uh, where are we? Sorry. Apple may eventually choose to drop the numbers and letters entirely. So iPhone... Yeah, so 19S and all that sort of stuff. So it looks like they, they may be going so we'll, to the whole numbers. So we'll see what oh, happens. In 10 years, what's it going to be called in 10 years? iPhone 17. Yeah, well, they do that with like the airs and stuff. They just went. This is the next um, iPad Air. This is the next Mac Air. They didn't. They Mm. got rid of all that numbering crap and just said like fourth generation. If you really needed, yeah, that's right. And they look at the serial number or some other code. They go, well, that one was a 2012. That's a 14. Yeah, that's better. Get rid of all the numbering and S's and crap. Mm. So it looks like they'll retain the same display size as last year's, the the six, the four point seven inch diagonal screen for the regular model, and five point five inches for the plus model. Uh, the new ones are going to be apparently slightly thicker. Why? Um, Bigger battery? Well, better better camera? Not as thick as some. There's <laughs> there's issues with the camera in the six, isn't there? No. Oh. Cameras are brilliant on the six. I thought there was well, on mine on the six on the, on the big six. All of them been really good. They've, Apple's always had the best cameras out of any phone you can get. I thought there was an issue with blurry cameras. Blurry. No. Pictures. They, had, they had bad bad batch of lenses or something, didn't they? Early yeah. on. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Apparently, if you had a blurry bad batch of a lens, you could take it back and get a new lens in it. I'll yeah, put your glasses like, on. Or you could Imagine. just wipe your lens and take all the Kentucky Fried grease off it. <laughs> well, yeah. you could do that. Apple nine to five Mac says uh, this year is set to add a new colour, the rose gold. Okay. Which means a coppery hue. I know Hugh. Hefner. What happened to him? Grant. Yeah. Laurie. The the Apple Watch comes in that colour as well. Well, that'd be nice. You'd be able to match. Well, that's the point. There's no point putting it in an Apple Watch because no one's buying it. Well, I've got a story about them. Apparently, well, no one is buying it. They're, they're making a big hoo-ha about... Uh, oh, look, let's, let's just finish this and we'll go on to that. The Apple 6 went on sale 10 days after last year's launch. So this year's uh, launch is, I think, the 9th. Is that right? Yeah, 9th, uh, their time. So that's mm. the 10th, our time. So that'll be just in and time for next week's show. Would you say 9 days or 10 days? 10 days. 10 days. So that's the 19th. Mm. That's a Saturday. Nah, they usually do Friday launches. Uh, yeah, but hang on. So they launch it on the 9th, which is a Wednesday. Yeah, available 10 days later on the 19th, which is a Saturday. 16. So 7, 8, 9. Hmm. That's not right. I don't know. I reckon it might be nine days because they, they always launch mm. on a Friday. Yeah, that's right. So you've got it for the weekend, you know. Oh, Ooh. yeah. Are you, you going to get one, Eric? No. <laughs> I just got this last year. Yeah. Well, I've, had, gonna, I've barely I'm, had this 12 months. I'm going to get one. Yeah, I know you are. You're due one. you still got a bloody Five. Nokia Optus bloody brick. A 6110. That's <laughs> whatever it was. Uh, so the first day you'll be able to get your... Uh, yeah, oh, here we go. The first day you'll be able to get the new iPhone will be September 18. There you go. Told you. Friday. Friday. Reports say the cameras will boast 12 megapixels. They're 8 megapixels now and 4K video recording. 
The biggest new feature and the one Apple will be promoting most will likely be something called Force Touch, which apparently already in the watches. So uh, Force Touch uses tiny little electrodes around the display that can distinguish between a light tap and a deep press. Don't you love those deep presses? Users can tap the screen to open an app or press down firmly to access a new range of additional controls. There you Mm. go, the deep press. Let's see how long that home button lasts. Yes. Yeah, so look, I reckon, what, so price-wise, what normally happens, Eric? Do they normally come in at the current pricing and the sixes just drop down to something else? Yeah, I think they'll do that. But where the someone like Telstra will make their money is they'll screw you on their plans. Well, I'm, on, I'm going to buy this outright, I think. the Before, like a couple of years ago... It made sense to go on a plan. I know now it doesn't, it doesn't make any sense no, at all. No, it doesn't. They've, they've woken up. They've, they've, they're screwing everyone. All right. Uh, look, well, we, we did mention the Apple Watch, so sorry to hog everything, but uh, let's just quickly go back to that one because the Apple Watch, yeah, because Eric made a comment about that they, they weren't selling, and look, I don't think they are either, but there's big, big hoo-ha around that, you know, the Apple Watch within, is in within striking distance of the Fitbit. But, I oh, mean... Doubtful. Like, but who? But no. anyway, who cares anyway? Like, Doubtful. I wish Fitbit would open You can swim with the Fitbit. You can swim, open... you can jump in the shower, you can put your hand in the toilet. You can't do that with a bloody <laughs> Apple Watch. What a load of crap. I wish Fitbit would open source their technology so they could put it on like Android Wear watches and things like that instead of just buying Fitbit specific only ones. But Throw away the technology, just do the software and the servers and stuff. Hmm. But will they make any money out of that? Yes, yes, heaps. Apple shipped 3.6 million Apple Watches in the second quarter, which is not <clears> really a lot. And is how it? many were port purchased, actually? <laughs> yeah, they, we ship, they, they always do that with these companies. They're like, we manufactured 60 million and we shipped 60 million and people bought 5 million. <laughs> uh, the, the, blah, 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 blah. Yeah, so the Apple Watch, which has many health-related features and apps, is, is seen as the biggest rival to Fitbit trackers. Shipments of wearable devices more than tripled to 18.1 million units in the second quarter. So I suppose... Like in relation to the actual units of all of these fit devices, yeah, what three point three or three point six million? Well, it's only about a sixth, isn't it? So that's. I don't know how popular they are for fitness devices, or more like I've got an Apple Watch device. I don't mm. think that people are buying it that much for the fitness stuff on it. Yeah, look, I, I just have. I'd have an issue. I think it's just too small. small. I couldn't read it. I'm getting blind in my old age. Just couldn't read it. Correct. Um, okay. What's the, which is that one? That's the Fitbit? Fitbit. Oh, yeah. What have I got? What have you got, Glenn? Uh, Fitbit. Is it HR? I don't know. which. I've got, I think mine might be the Garmin one, I think. I'll tell you, the day that I moved, the day that, that the removal has turned up, I, that was the day I've done the most steps since I've had the Fitbit. I yep. did just over 30,000. Nice. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Massive, massive day. I'm cheering on... getting 10,000 a day. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but I was on my feet for 16 hours. It was just, yeah. Who's your fitness good. device, Willie? On his wheel. Um, you see, <laughs> <laughs> I've got one. And mine's out in the lounge room and you vibrate. Wow, that big. <laughs> oh, yeah, that one. <laughs> yes, well. Yes. Have you? No. But have you, you uh, I don't know if you've seen those Cardiotech ads on, on TV. They've got the vibrating platform things. Oh, you finally got it? Yeah, I actually got the V9, which is a big stand-up version with like 
handles, um, pulse meters and stuff in the handles and stuff. Okay. And it's pretty intense. It's 22 hertz um, vibration. And basically the way it works is it exercises your muscles so that, well, it involuntarily reflexes on your muscles. Um, it's pretty intense, actually. Like a 10-minute workout on it, which um, is quite a workout, your heart rate goes, sits at about 120 the whole time, and you're literally just standing there. Like, yes. it's, it's pretty intense. And you feel really good. Like, it, that actually, you can feel it working. Yep. So, oh, that's good. Yeah. For five bucks a week, I figure, absolute worst case scenario, it's going to give me a massage and reduce, or oh, sorry, increase um, blood circulation. Yep. Oh, it's all right. So, worst thing that's going to happen. Hmm. <laughs> I go to the gym, I'm a bit old fashioned. Yeah, I'm not I, was, I was paying for a gym membership, but I was only going once every, you know. Oh, that's why, month. like, the one that I go to now, you buy, like, a card that's got 10 or 20 visits on it, and you could go one week and not for a couple of weeks, and it doesn't matter because you're not paying extra, you're not paying monthly yeah, right. for each visit. They just cross it off whenever you turn up. It's great. I'd never sign up for a contract with a gym again, especially since when I was in Sydney, I signed up for one finished my yearly contract and then I went in there two weeks before they were about to charge me for the next month and I said, look, I'm not doing this anymore. I'm not going to be able to make it and the, you don't charge me in two weeks, just cancel it. And they said, oh, no, nah, we're going to charge you again in two weeks whether you turn up or not because that's our policy. Oh, yeah. They, yeah they'll say something like, oh, we need it. We've got a three-week notification yeah. cancellation period. Or We've got a, whatever you want to cancel it, yeah. Plus another week. Yes, we just want another week out of you. <laughs> Whatever you month. just said, we'll get another week. Yeah, it's rubbish. It's rubbish. All right. Uh, Jace, what, what stories have you got this week? Well, since we were talking about Apple, the ongoing patent litigation saga between smartphone joints Apple and Samsung has entered a new chapter Ooh. with a fourth trial to, before a jury to take place next year. United States District Court Judge Lucy Coe ordered a seven-day jury trial in April or March 2016 with the sole purpose of determining the amount of damages Samsung should pay for infringing on six Apple patents in five of Korean's company's products. Judge Coe placed strict boundaries on around what the two parties may do and say in the fourth trial. No further fact discovery or new sales data products methodology or theories will be allowed, nor will the court permit the scope of the retrial to be expanded. Co also set time limits for opening statements, closing arguments and hearing of evidence and how long the legal documents presented by each side can be. Apple and Samsung have been battling each other in court since 2011 over allegations that the latter copied the former's technology and intellectual property. Samsung has been on the losing end in the legal war with a 2012 jury awarding Apple over $1 billion in damages, a figure that has been whittled down considerably over the following years to closer to $128 million. Well, is this ever going to end? Like, what, no. What, the 19S will be out before you... Before Those lawyers ends. are making too much money from this to be able to let it end. Why would they finish exactly? <laughs> yeah, but is this right. like they just got nothing better to do? Or the, because Apple doesn't want the money... No. And Samsung, no, it's, a, it's the principle. But Sam, you got if you don't protect your your patents, you lose them. Yep. Yeah, but the actual phone that started it all off did look like an Apple three, yep. an iPhone three. But now they don't look anything no. really much. Now, yeah. but they're probably going after the internals now, mm. Mm. and the you know the the swipes and the touch screen and all those other finicky little things. Yeah, right, right. It'll be still going on when we're sixty. Oh, probably. And what what are you? And I still won't have the NBN. 
no. <laughs> How's your NBN, Will? And leading to a story on from there. On anyway, it's shit. <laughs> Have they fixed up the side of your house? No, nothing's no. been done. I, no. I, I, my NBN doesn't even work. It's completely unusable at the moment. You're still on, on your, your phone. NBN? Yep. Yep. You can't use it. Who can you yell at? Well, I'm ringing. Ring- that's what you're saying. What's that? Uh, Who are you with? Is it, is it through Optus? Would it make any difference if you were with anybody else? No, because NBN Co is responsible for the install, and they're the ones that screwed it all up. So, well, the, inst- so is the it's the install well, that screwed up, or is it the actual lines just terrible? Well, the way it works is Optus, are the resellers, so they go through NBN Co, who organises everything, and then the N- NBN Co contractors do the work. Dodgy Brothers. Yeah. Well, basically, the problem is the NBN Co contractors can be any, you know, any Fred Smith, you know. Electrician it hasn't mm. got to be anybody who knows anything about it. They don't need to know how optic works. They don't need to know anything about that. They just need to apply for the the, the fitting job, basically. So, so if it's not installed all... properly, there's nothing. There's nothing anyone can do. So it all comes. It's, it has to go back to the NBN installers because they're the ones that put that yeah. laid the pipes in the first place. Yeah, basically, in my case, the optic cable from the way I looks, it's hard to see because the way they've installed it. But it looks like they've actually damaged the cable on one of the one of the runs, the actual optic, well, the fiber optic. So it looks like they've taken the teeth off at one one point where they've what they've done where they've run the bloody one and a half inch conduit along the front of the house. Instead of putting an elbow on it to go into the house, they've cut mm. the conduit straight across oh, and then put the tape through the hole and then filled it full of silicon. Mm. But where they've pulled it through the hole, obviously they've been pulling the cable through the conduit. And they've taken the sheathing off the cable. Fragile glass doesn't well done. bend well. Regulations. No, happy days. So, yeah, it's... you've been on to them then, Will. Have oh. we got resolution coming? No idea how much I've been on to them. <laughs> Ombudsman. I mean, yeah. the, the, the account's messed up too because they just sent me a bill yesterday, which was going to be waived, but they sent me the bill, and the only thing on the bill said... Uh, speed pack, um, yeah, speed pack, $25 charge for the speed pack. That was it. There was nothing, not, nothing That's the mentioned. the upgrade, isn't it? Yeah. There's nothing <laughs> mentioned. Actual internet, the phone, the TV pack is nothing. And that's all it said. So now I've got to go on the phone again. Oh, God, they're hopeless, aren't they? Hey, that's just <laughs> hopeless. All right. Well, uh, get into a better mood, Will. Tell us a story. <laughs> Done, yep. That was his story. <laughs> <laughs> So, once upon um, a time, there was a guy called Will. He was very pissed off. The end, <laughs> and that was a good day. <laughs> oh, Glenn! Yeah, well, oh, I, you, I, I'll, I'll talk to Glenn after you tell your story, Will. I was going to say it has been one of those days because I dropped my car off this morning to get new brake pads put on it, and at five to five, they rang me up and said, "Oh, we haven't finished it yet." I'm like, "Well, can I well, take you could it have home? done it yourself?" Yeah, why didn't you do yeah. it yourself, Will? Well, because I'm going away this weekend. I thought oh, I'll just get them to do it. Mm. Um. Anyway, five to five, they ring me up and goes, oh, we haven't done it yet. I'm thinking, oh, okay, cool. I'll pick the car up. I'll take it. No, they got as far as pulling one of the calipers off. Oh. <laughs> God, I hate when they do that. Who was this? Uh, Who oh, was... just a local mechanic. Not not my regular mechanic, just a local. I thought it's brake pads. How hard can it be? Yeah. Anyway, well, I wouldn't so... know how to do it, but I'm sure they know how to do it very quickly. I can do brake pads. Put it 15 minutes. <laughs> Yeah. You know, so now at five to five, after everybody else has gone home, 
I now have to try and figure out how to get 45 minutes home <laughs> and then get back to work again tomorrow. Oh, good God. Oh, Will, it's been a good day for you. Thankfully, I've got a good mate who lent me his car, but still, it's not something, not a problem I should have had to no. worry about. Well, you won't be going back to whim. Whoever yeah. he was. Uh, yeah, uh, yes. All right, so. Some tech there's stories. A, <laughs> there's a new bar opening in Brisbane. A uh, futuristic bar where alcohol is absorbed directly into the bloodstream. Oh, it's been, it's yeah, it's, <laughs> you guess. It's called the vape. What's it, what's the bar called? It's um, called the Alco Bar. Part of the it's the, the South Bank. It's based at South Bank. It's part of the Brisbane Festival, the first of its kind in the Southern Hemisphere. Um, it's specially operated chamber. We'll see alcoholic vapor from a gin and tonic pumped into the air where it's absorbed directly into the bloodstream through the eyeballs, mucous membranes, and lungs, bypassing the liver. A 40-minute session is the equivalent of one large drink. The brains behind the UK, behind the idea is UK design team, Bompas and Par, B-O-M-P-A-S. <laughs> Didn't they get in so- trouble for that recently or something? There was a complaint in the newspaper. Yeah. Their first so-called cloud bar, alcoholic architecture... Opened in London in July, they claim inhaling alcohol eliminates hangovers and cuts calories by 40%. Um, but oh. the concept's causing some concern among health professionals who believe the side effects could be deadly, blah, 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 blah. But um, the story goes on about, you know, about um, how it's dangerous and now people are going to die more and stuff like that. But <clears throat> I think given that for the ticket price, you're only allowed in there for 40 minutes. And in that 40-minute period, it's designed to only deliver one drink. Mm. So it's, you know, they've, they've thought, I mean, and you can't just line up and go back in again. <laughs> it doesn't what, work like that. What about so. if you breathe really fast? Last time I saw old man emu. What if you went in there with a vacuum type bottle and your little <laughs> vacuum cleaner looks coming out of your pocket and you sucked all the air in and you, oh yeah, yeah, I'm good mate, I'll see you later and you went outside and just like snorted petrol, like a you know, sucked it in like a balloon, helium balloon. <laughs> but yeah, so apparently, I don't know. They they dress you up deliberately in overalls so that you can't overexpose to the to it. Is this fair so, income or what? Yeah, 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 it's fully legit. So you can come out with a with a blood alcohol reading. Yeah, yeah, right. Okay, one, one gin and tonic basically is it's the equivalent of. Yeah, right. And how does it say how much it is to get into this? Dump. Uh, it just says the patrons are able to use the vapor bar before and after the hour-long show. So you, they, you go in there forty minutes before, then you have an hour show, then the forty minutes after, so you get two drinks. Oh, uh, nice. you're not allowed to consume. You're not allowed to drink alcohol inside the venue. Ironically, um, right. but isn't it doesn't. That the, isn't that the fun bit? Well, <laughs> yes, you'd think so. Harry. Harry Parr from Bompus and Parr said the bar's humidity levels sit at 140% to enhance flavour perception. Oh. So not only do you get drunk, you get to go and live, you get drunk in a sauna. Well, what, you'd be breathing everyone oh, else's sweat. That's not sweat. dangerous. You'd, you'd be breathing sweat as well. Everyone's oh, yeah. dangerous. You're just getting drunk in a sauna. No one has ever passed out in a sauna and collapsed no. after being drunk. No. That's, that's, no. that's very smart. Mm. Here we, well, there you go. That, yeah. That's the bar. You get to go to the bar. I mean, I I would go to the bar. Hmm. Nice. <laughs> just to just to get the paper overalls. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, Eric. What were you What were you saying? 
Oh, tell us about your broad. Give me. You've got to give me an update on your broadband experience because it's been there about a week now, yes. and I just want to know whether they cut you off after three days like they did to me. Oh no! Look, I didn't get cut off. Um, I, I rang him up. I organised it all to be to happen. Uh, the tech came out the second day. I was here. Don't know why, because the people before me had the cable. Uh, but anyway, they said they'd send the tech out, no charge. So out he trotted. And he, uh, yeah, he just he checked all the, the, the ports and everything in the house, all the outlets and stuff. Uh, the biggest problem I had was when well, I wanted to confirm what plan I was on because I, was, I didn't yes, get the speed yes. boost. And uh, because I didn't get the speed boost, because this is before I, when I organised everything, I said, this is what I want. I negotiated with the person on the phone, or luckily through chat, because it was all... Uh, I don't, it was all, you know. Yeah, it's all it's recorded, legal document, which I later relied on and lent on to push my point. <laughs> now, and so, so yeah, so I didn't get the speed boost. I ring him up. Oh, speed boost. No, it cost you extra twenty bucks. I went, well, this is crap. I said, let's go back through this, you know, me me chat, and you'll see that everything here is for ninety five bucks. So anyway, the upshot of it all was they go, look, we can get rid of your home phone. Uh, we can uh, give you the five hundred gig cable we'll give you the speed boost and all for 95 bucks a month and i went fine that'll do me so that's not too bad but uh the night before i actually got all this finalized i rang telstra and i don't know if it was because i rang at night or what but i rang the up the lady says hello you know filipino whatever and i said i just wanted to find out please what plan i'm on you know and she goes uh or let me have a look so it takes her five minutes. She comes back and she'll go, how much data have you got? And I went, well, 500. You tell me. Yeah, 500 gig. She goes, okay, that must be our medium plan then. And I said, can't you look on the screen in front of you and tell me what plan I am on? How much am I paying per month? And she kept on going, well, now the medium plan is this a month and the large plan is this. And I said, have a, what does it say in front of you? In my accounts, how much am I paying? She, she had no idea. No idea in the world. And I started going through analogies. I'm saying, if you subscribe to a newspaper and you ask the guy how much a month is that, what would he say? He'd tell you. <laughs> he would tell you. She was hopeless. And then I rang another woman. Hopeless. And I'm just putting it down to that I just rang at 11 o'clock at night. I'm just putting it down to that. They just Maybe. got the cleaner. I don't know. But, <laughs> but, yeah, it was pretty crazy. It wasn't a very good experience. But, anyway, look, I uh, got on to the guys that did the moving, the moving team. They were pretty good. They sorted me out. I just told them, look, look, mate, this is what I want, blah, blah, blah. They had no worries. We'll get it done. So they were good. So, anyway, I'm up and running. So that's good. Um, I've got another story. How about i got a couple with PayPal. Yes, tell me about PayPal. Pay- this is awesome. Reading PayPal. about this the other day, but I wasn't um... – quite sure what they meant okay well this is maybe i'll get to what i think you're thinking about but in a minute but anyway paypal has made closing online sales easier well yay paypal is expanding its one touch payment product to 13 new markets in europe and australia bringing a simpler checkout to online shoppers and merchants so that's all good apparently they did some research and they they figured out that uh people don't like punching in their name and address every time they buy something Fair enough, RSA. Existing PayPal users can opt in to one touch once 
and then no longer be required to enter their billing and shipping information into shopping apps or websites that support PayPal in the checkouts. Merchants that already accept PayPal will see one touch automatically enabled. A smoother shopping experience is crucial to online retailers as they often blame the high rates of unfinished or abandoned online sales on the tiring process of re-entering payment information. PayPal said the one-touch program had left a 50% or greater improvement in conversion rate. So that's all good. So that's a, that's a, that's a good thing. So if you've got an online shop or whatever, try and suss out this, uh, get involved in this one-touch. Now, this is the one I think you're talking about, Eric. And I think yeah. Will's already uh, crossed this like a, I don't know, like butter on a corn cob. It's the PayPal.me. Your, your, what do they call them? The, uh, the um, vanity links, if you will. So you can create your own PayPal.me page uh, and link. So if you want someone to give you some money, uh, you just your PayPal address, oh, well, PayPal me. Uh, so I set up paypal.me forward slash Glenn Goodman. And then if you add 25 at the end of that, then you then they click on the link. It takes them straight to their PayPal, 25 bucks, all set up, nice, away you go. What what a PayPal charge now. So how much of that 25 bucks would they take? Oh, they'd probably take 30 cents, isn't it, for the... Uh... Account type, depends if you've got a personal account or a business account. Depends on a few different things, but yeah. Maybe... Well, assume business account. Well, maybe... Well, I don't know off the top of my head, but I don't think it'd be any more than, say, 3% plus 30 cents. Right. Something like that. So but don't forget, too, that they do charge when you transfer from PayPal to a bank account. Yes. So if you transfer oh, from, okay. from PayPal to PayPal or you get money into PayPal, then pay with PayPal, you don't pay that fee. But if you want to take the money from PayPal and put it into a bank account, you actually you pay a transaction fee as well. Hmm. How much is that? Yeah, I'm not sure because I don't do that. I don't work it like that because I... How do you do yours, Glenn? When I pay you, PayPal page comes up. Yes. Using my American Express card. Uh, so how much do you pay for that? Yeah, it'll be, what? what is it, 30 cents plus the, plus say, 3% or whatever. And it, it goes straight to your normal bank account? No, it goes straight into my PayPal account. Right. Yep. And then if I want to take that money physically, well, then they'll charge me, again, maybe 1%. Oh really? Yeah, to take wow. it out, but, but I don't take it out. Yeah, I I accrue it and pay other things with the PayPal. So you can yeah. pay an electricity bill with PayPal, for example. Whatever, you, whatever. Pay. Yeah, whatever. whatever. So if they accept it, they you can pay it. Yes. So I don't. And I don't, you don't. And you don't get charged for that. No. If you no. want to pay a bill with your PayPal account, you don't get charged for that. No. No. That's the thing. Well, if you pay, if you put money into my account. From your PayPal account and not so through PayPal this. To, so PayPal to PayPal. That's right. If you if you went into your PayPal account and actually gave me fifty bucks through PayPal, you won't pay a transaction fee. Right. But if you if it comes from your bank account via PayPal into my PayPal account through one of those merchant services, whether it's PayPal Me or yeah. PayMate or any of those, yeah. then yeah. that's when I pay the fee. Yes, right. But okay, I, was, right. I guess at the end of the day, if you're running a business. I think PayPal would work out a bit cheaper than a merchant facility. Well, for a smaller business, it would because you don't have the like yeah. like you got a, you would have a merchant facility. I would imagine, Eric, you'd be paying yeah, I do, I a, do yeah. like a monthly service fee or a I monthly... get charged um, 
let me tell you how much I get charged. You'd be getting charged, at, say, the 3% or whatever I it get, is on volume. I get charged 25 bucks a month for the merchant facility, you know, the machine and all that crap, right? Yeah. Plus um, 1.4. Depends on, how much you push on, through it. On, on Visa and MasterCard. And yeah. I get and I pay 2.2 on American Express. Yeah, and you also pay another different rate on a debit card. Uh, debit card, I don't know. Oh, not many people have paid me with debit cards, so I really couldn't tell you, yeah. to be honest. Yeah, yeah. So, but yeah. Look, I think at the end of the day, you're not getting charged a $25 a month. You know? A lot of people pay me with Amex because they love the points. Yeah, right. Well, yeah, well, we don't take Amex at work because it's like $5 or something on top of the fee. But um, I love the, the PayPal here because of that. For small business, I think PayPal is a really good, smart option, mm. given... You know, the money goes into your PayPal account and 80% of that money will go out of your PayPal account to other PayPal. Like, most of that transaction, you won't actually have to withdraw the money from that account. So whether you need to collect money from friends or get paid by a customer, just send them your PayPal.me uh, PayPal URL. Your friends simply click the link on any device, enter the amount, log into their PayPal account, and they're done. The money will be in your PayPal account in seconds. So look... I we used this the other day. My nephew's on prepaid, and um, he was down the coast, and his wallet got flogged, and he had no money for his pre recharge. So he texted me and said, "You know, can you send me money?" So I just threw fifty bucks on his. He's got a PayPal me as well, and um, I think on Sunday we did it. This is the first day it came out. It must have been Saturday or Sunday, hmm. and. And yeah, and I threw fifty bucks on that. And because he still had his phone, he could still access his PayPal. He could pay for his phone How recharge. How did you pay for things? How can you pay, pay for things on your phone? Well, through yeah, via PayPal. Yeah. Oh right, so okay, I'm with you. Yeah. So okay. So that's pretty good because what the alternative before before the PayPal me was what you'd you'd have to like pretty much generate some sort of invoice or whatever or send to the person. If you go yeah. both got in a PayPal account, you can just transfer the money based on the email address. Oh, yeah. But this makes it yeah. a lot easier. Yep. Yep. So, uh, look, uh, my PayPal.me address is PayPal.me forward slash Glenn Goodman 1000. So have a go. Test it out. Yeah, how much money you want. <laughs> Didn't you say if you put a number on the end of it, that's how much you're sending to someone? <laughs> I see. I've figured you out. I, I? I know. I've worked you out. Yeah. <laughs> Mine, mine's William Tompkinson, 999. <laughs> <laughs> nice, nice. You can add a nine to mine on top of that. Yeah, right at the end. Uh, okay, that's that's good. I'll oh, see those little pl these little things. I'll show that graphic. Now, people on the audio obviously can't hear. But that little black PayPal here device down in the yes. bottom right, yes. the, the, the new one's coming out apparently. They're going to be the touch ones. So you know oh, the swipe. Yeah. Not you don't have to insert or whatever. You touch them like at the petrol station. You just touch it. But that's what the pay mate. The pay. What's it called? The pay wave. Whatever it pay, is. No, no, no. The other PayPal. Um, Does PayPal have a debit card you can use at a and just you, you know what I mean? Like, do they have ATM cards? PayPal. No. So you can oh yeah. Access your money that way. Not in a. Not, no. no. They have it in the states, as far as I know. I've seen them. Mm. I was looking at. I did Google that because I was interested in. I want to get a credit card that I don't have to pay a stupid uh, foreign currency tax on every time you buy something on a credit card. From My overseas. bank question ones like that. Who what? 
Bankwest one? Yes, they're the ones I'm looking at, actually. Yeah. What do you mean, good. your Bankwest one? How does that Bank, work? Bankwest card, it's one of those um, premium cards you get, and they just don't charge you, so long as you've got X dollars a month put into that account, whether you transfer it out or not, doesn't matter, then you don't get charged fees for monthly fee or annual fee. Oh, yeah, also, yeah, don't yeah, get yeah, charged yeah. foreign transaction mm. fees, which was annoying me because I buy stuff from eBay and things. Yeah, that's yeah, pretty bad. ING's got that. I've got an ING one like that. Well, the NAB yeah, charge. Card, I bet, on the credit card. Yours the same one as you got the same one, haven't you, Will? The but ING one? Yeah, they only do a debit card, though. Yeah, it's just debit card, yeah. Your, yours is a credit card, is it, Bankwest? Yeah. Oh, okay. But remember, like, I, th- I would have thought that, you know, the fee was incorporated into the exchange rate. That's why it's, there's a buy and a sell. Could be, yeah. And now there, is, there wasn't enough for them. Every time you buy something overseas, there's an extra 3%. <laughs> The thing Actually, I like about them is now now they're not an American by, Express. There isn't now they've been owned by uh, Commonwealth Bank. You can get out of any AT, any of those ATMs, but they got um, the Hero account, which is what I use, and they have like four percent on a general transaction account or two or something. Whereas the other ones have got zero point zero one percent on a transaction account, and then there's the um, zero account which means that you don't pay any um, ATM fees on any ATM at about eight or nine different banks. Oh, yeah. yeah. See, the ING is great because if you pay, you don't pay transaction fees at all. If you do get charged the $2.50 or $2.90 or $3.10 that I paid today, um, you actually get that back instantly anyway, so it doesn't matter. Um, and... The thing with ING, I've been talking to a mate of mine's works for them now. It's just started, but he's in their marketing and he said they're currently working on a credit card and they're currently working on a small business loan, a small business package, mm. which they've never done. So mm. knowing what they do, like because at the moment I don't pay monthly fees, I don't pay transaction fees, I get 4% back on pay wave transactions. If I... Um, give someone my code, they get $75 um, bonus. Well, we both get $75 bonus in our accounts if they sign up and put $500 in. Um, yeah, there's a whole heap of you know advantages to being with ING. The biggest disadvantage is no, obviously no branches. So if you need to deposit cash or checks, you've got to go to a post office. Well, I don't deposit checks into my ING. It's just um, all... Yeah. Um, don't they're looking at integrating um, a f- photographic check anyway, where you just take a photo of the check and they approve it. Mm. And the only other disadvantage of ING is if you want the money out, don't you have to transfer it into a normal bank account first? Right. And then. Um, oh, you can right. go to an ATM. Oh, okay. okay. It's been a while ING. since I've had anything to do with them. Well, uh, the ATM, there's no ATM fees on ING, and it doesn't matter which bank you're at. If you want cash out, if you want five grand out, you just go to a post office, post office and get five grand out. Yeah, right. Okay. All right. Okay. Uh, whose turn is it? Who wants a story? Anybody? Jace. <laughs> Anyone? Bueller? Optus is now delivering carrier aggregation on three separate mobile networks to Melbourne customers with two of Samsung's new model smartphones. The telco started piloting the 3XCA technology last month using one FDD frequency division duplexing and two TDD time division duplexing networks in the Newcastle area. 
It said it achieved mobile data download speeds of 317 megabits per second. Ooh. Optus is currently the only local telco using TDD technology. Following the Melbourne Go Live, Optus plans to switch on the 3XCA technology in the Sydney Central Business District early next year, followed later by Brisbane and Adelaide CBDs. The technology will work with Category 9 devices such as Samsung's Galaxy 6, S6 Edge Plus and Galaxy Note 5 devices which become available this Friday. 2XCA is already available on the Optus 4G plans network in selected areas of Sydney, Melbourne, Brisbane, Adelaide, Canberra, Hobart and Darwin as well as 20 major regional centres. Mm-hmm. Who's going to need um, fixed line and NBN now? Well, I got rid of my fixed line. Saved me 20 bucks a month, so... Yep. Yeah, see you later. Uh, it, Will. Come, it comes free with NBN now over... It's all VoIP now, so... Well, that's a question I was going to ask you, totally unrelated to anything, and hmm. no one will even really uh, care. Really care. <laughs> but uh, you know those 1300 numbers, Will? Yep. Is there much lag on those? Uh, not generally. Occasionally, you will. You'll get a bad day where they're just having bad internet, but they're hooked up to a trunk line, so for the most part, no, you don't don't have any... Hmm. No, I'm, no worse than Skype, put it that way. If you didn't hear what she says, you can just get her to repeat it again. Well, I didn't... What kind of 1-300 numbers are we talking about? <laughs> well, the 1-300 numbers. Yeah, baby. <laughs> well, I got the Skype number, but there's too much lag on it. Like, it's just... It's no, it's not good. I don't yeah, like it. Skype's not great, but the, 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 that 1-300 that I was telling you about, um, yeah, it's it's about Skype lag. Like, maybe half a second, usually a quarter of a second or less. Yeah, okay. I might have to look into that. All right. Uh, Will, have you got any stories? Yeah, I've got a few. Um, periscopes. Yes. Now, we all know that those things attached to a submarine. They're also a broadcast live streaming broadcast service that you can stream from mobiles and tablets and, and that sort of stuff. Oh, yes. Uh, you guys from Sacramento, mm. uh, they started a real-life gangster flick about the world's dumbest criminals. Damon Batson and Carlos Gonzalez, of course, were arrested <laughs> after using the live streaming app Periscope to broadcast a bungled home invasion. Oh. The two wanted gangsters started a broadcast. Idiot. to ride over there to see what we can do. Um, where were they headed? They were heading to the house of a gentleman who had been sleeping with one of his girlfriends, of course. The broadcast started to gain popularity as the duo allegedly detailed the vague plans to hurt the man. During the stream, Gonzalez could be seen brandishing a handgun as he told viewers he wouldn't be able to show them everything, alluding to the potential violence that was about to ensue. When they arrived at the apartment, the pair was shown knocking on the door as they lured the victim outside. Stop being a scaredy. Open the door. And this is what I don't understand. They've got, Tell that effing, which I get, F dash 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 G. Then the next word is W dash dash E to come out. They could be heard saying. So I have no idea what that second word was. <laughs> Weenie? I don't know. Wank? <laughs> There's a word they call someone. Yeah, <laughs> Tell to come outside. <laughs> yeah, some, some American uh, derogatory term, no doubt. Sounds like houses. Yeah. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Realizing neither the man nor his girlfriend were in the apartment, he'd be standover man for their merry way. But before finishing the broadcast, Gonzalez discharged a weapon from the moving vehicle to prove the viewers it was authentic. It was the perfect crime. Until the Sacramento police were tipped off to the broadcast, which stays live on the servers for 24 hours after broadcasting. 
After reviewing the footage and conducting the search warrant in his apartment, police arrested Gonzalez, whose partner in crime was later booked while driving in the area, and when arrested, police searched his car and found the gun they believe was used in the, in the movie. Gonzalez was charged with suspicion of gross negligence... Wow. With suspicion of gross negligent discharge of a firearm and possession of a loaded gun in public. Just suspicion. <laughs> Allegedly. It's, yeah, it's like... Uh, I don't know if you watched Gold Coast Cops. There was one episode the other week where the... The coppers, you know, they busted into the house and they secured the house, grabbed this drug lord's phone, and uh, they started just looking through the phone because the guy goes, oh, we don't have any pot here or we don't have any drugs here, blah, blah, blah. So the coppers looking through the phone and then all of a sudden there's this video of old mate like just, just like needing all this, this pound of mull. He's <laughs> <laughs> going like this and then he's fiddling with his titties like this. <laughs> They take photos of it. Yes. And they videoed it and then and the coppers saw it. The coppers were laughing. They go, oh, you're an idiot. Um, oh, yeah. Speaking of stupid people, I, I saw today there was a uh, news report about this young guy who took a photo, a selfie of himself holding onto this gun and then accidentally shot himself in the head. Oh, <laughs> it's like, like oh, I'm tough. It's like that idiot oh. in the US put the firecracker on his head. And let yeah. it off, and it killed him. <laughs> and just, there was on the. I was watching uh, some show last night with the kids on Fox Eight, Twenty Four Stupid Things to Do or something. Yeah. And uh, this guy put a can of drink on his head, and then there's his, his old mate had a paintball gun, and so obviously doing the William Tell thing, yeah. and fired it and got him right at the base of the eye. <laughs> Idiot. Uh, like, fair. If that was like two mils higher. That show's called Jackass. It would have gone Jack, into Jack his. Jackass, yeah. Would have gone into his brain. But anyway, yeah. let's uh, let's keep going. Jace. Okay. Uh, Wikipedia says it's blocked more than 300 accounts being used by people who are paid to create or tweak entries on the communally sourced online encyclopedia. Weeks of investigation revealed 381 accounts were being used at the English version of Wikipedia for black hat editing, in which people take money to promote outside interests without disclosing they're on someone's payroll. Oh. Wikipedia is powered by mostly by volunteers and bars paid advocacy that is not disclosed, such as in the case of museums or universities having employees tune entries related to exhibits or institutions. Neutrality is the key to ensuring Wikipedia's quality. Ed Erhart and Juliet Barbara of the non-profit Wikimedia Foundation said on Wednesday, although it does not happen often, undisclosed paid advocacy editing may represent a serious conflict of interest and could compromise the quality of content on Wikipedia. Along with blocking the 381 sock puppet accounts, Wikipedia editors deleted 210 articles created by people using those accounts. There was a potential for more entries to be removed as the investigation continued. Most of these articles, which were related to businesses, business people or artists, were generally promotional in nature and often included biased or skewed information, unattributed material and potential copyright violations. The edits made by the sock puppets are similar enough that the community believes they are perpetrated by one coordinated group. The accounts identified in, during the investigation were used from the end of April to early August, but the nature and quality of evidence suggested that the paid scheme was operating for some time before being discovered according to Wikipedia. Yeah, look, Wikipedia. I, I use. Oh, I think everyone would use that. Everyone use Wikipedia. Yep. It's uh, got to get, it's high in the Google search results, isn't it? It's a good place to start, but you never yeah. rely on it highly. No, no, you, you're probably right because because of its uh, changing and editable nature. 
I mean, it's a good reference point, but mm. yeah, you know, you, you just. But look, you'd have to say ninety percent would probably be right, wouldn't it? Yeah, it's pretty good. Did yeah. you know that clicking on the first link in the main text of a Wikipedia article and repeating it for all the articles eventually gets to philosophy? What's well, better than what used to happen with the old Encarta? Remember Microsoft Encarta? Yeah. The one that CD and had the really dodgy video links? Yeah. Microsoft had a little, um, a little Easter egg in that. And after a while, no matter what link you started with, if you continued to click the links all the way through, you would end up with sex. Every time, <laughs> yeah, right. Okay, yep. that's oh. just one of little one of those little things. I think I might have an Encarta hanging around here somewhere. Oh, Probably still. God. I can never be out. <laughs> Probably not. Along Good with life. everything else in his house now, he just leaves everything in <laughs> cling wrap right. forever, and then you never have to worry. Then I don't have to pack it when I move. That's doesn't right. Doesn't get right. dusty. Doesn't break. Yeah, true. If you want to right. check out Wikipedia? You can start with a, you know, a search to to sort of get the ball rolling, you could look up like um, dihydrogen monoxide. So look that up and see what it gives you. Okay, I can't even <laughs> spell it. Facebook, I use that one. Warlock would be the only other one who knows what dihydrogen monoxide is. Yeah. All right. <laughs> it's a dangerous substance. It kills people. It's in a it's, lot of you know dangerous chemicals and things. It's, one, it's in everything. It's, it's really bad. It from it. Now you yeah, it's in and it crops and everything. You would have noticed through the week that Google's changed its logo. Yes. And it, and it made that it too. Weird. I hate it. Yeah, it looks a bit... Thing. Looks a bit logo ever. Looks a bit Sesame Streety. Yeah. Like the cookie monster. Yeah, it does a bit. The hand it? that comes up and rubs off the old one and draws mm. on the... The actual G, like the... I don't mind the G logo. Like when you see it abbreviated, it's just the multicolored G. I yeah, get it. it's in the fave icon. Yeah. As soon as I look at it, I know it's Google. Like, I don't need to be told. Yeah. yeah. In terms of your Google logo, if, if you actually click on the Google, if you go back to Google logo um, throughout the years and what it, you know, what it was, because they keep a, a list of everything that it, that's ever been. And um, it's very reminiscent of their very early ones, actually. Yeah, so they've changed the colours. Uh, not the colours, the, 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 the font. They've taken the serifs off, and they've changed the G. So, um, oh, look, it's not really going to wreck my world, but uh, yeah, I'll get. Yeah, I suppose we'll get used to it. It's the biggest logo redesign since 1999. People have likened the typeface to that used in a children's book. Oh, there you go. I thought it was a bit Sesame Streety. Yeah, there you yep. go. Infantile, yeah. I think the, the word is. Yes, oh, that's no. how this article has has described it. It's uh, infantilized. And if you look uh, on my screen there, that's the first logo they had in 1998. That's how it started. Yep. And then they yeah. changed it, you know, they changed it over the time. 99, they streamlined yeah, that's it. That's the better one. 2010, they flattened it out. 2013, they changed it. That And all of, I mean, it's almost like the original logo um, when they first started, really. I like that G though. That's that's cool. Yeah, that's all right. That's all right. But, but yeah, you look at the first logo. It's, it's almost the same. Well, someone's yeah, someone's going to be uh, <clears throat> scrubbing that off the windows. They're they're going to have to redo the windows at Google head office. Yeah. Alphabet. Yeah, what's what's going on with that? But anyway, <laughs> the name ever. 
alphabet soup. You got the play school lettering. Oh. Now Google's also uh, Google is to pause flash-based adverts. So this is just another nail in the coffin. Uh, just about flash. don't show them at all. Adblock. Yeah, Google's. Oh, I was listening to you guys carrying on about Adblock too. <laughs> Google's. <laughs> Google's Google's Chrome browser will start blocking some internet adverts that use Adobe's Flash technology. This week, Google said it had taken a step to help web pages load faster and preserve the battery life of mobile devices. It has introduced tools that help people convert Flash adverts to ones that use an alternative technology. Many people and companies have turned against Flash in recent months, saying it slowed down web browsing. Uh, apparently, Google AdWords is no longer serving up Flash ads. They're being auto-converted to HTML5. In early July, Firefox has put a stop to showing Flash material. Flash has... Less flashing on the internet's got to be good, right? And that, be that, good things. It has to be. Uh, well, you, can, you, you can earn... Uh, you can get a degree from it. A, um, not a degree, what's it called? Um, scholarship from flashing on the internet. Oh, right. <laughs> You'd know. <laughs> Did you get a free uh, trench coat with that? With that course? I got a story about that. Now, um, okay, so yeah, Flash. So Apple was the first to uh, start kicking this off, weren't they? <laughs> yeah, they were about, uh, well, geez, at least five years now. Yeah, when Steve Jobs was still around. He didn't like Flash. He, he... I hated Flash. He said just, it just clogs everything. Well, he was right. It clogs mm. everything. Yeah. The battery life on, um, on uh, what you call it? On Android phones, is shocking when you're running Flash. Mm. But uh, yeah, so anyway, Flash is uh, going, going just about gone. Uh, Will, you got any more? Um, yeah, I've got a few. Just quickly too, there is, um, you know, we we talk a lot about Firefox and Chrome being the main two that we use, but there are plenty of other options as well, depending on your application. So don't, you know, don't just assume there's other ones. There's things like SeaMonkey, which is um, sort of a predecessor to Firefox, almost went on a different path. Um, Pale Moon, Waterfox, those sort of things. So, you know, find a browser that suits you, that you're happy with, the plugins, do what you want to do, that sort of stuff as well. So, you know, it's entirely up to you what you want to use. But, uh, yeah, as I was saying, speaking of uh, making money from flashing on the internet, Pornhub, you know, the whole reason the internet was sort of made anyway. The don't know what you're talking about. Don't know what you're talking about. There's no other reason it was invented. What you do after? <laughs> Didn't they invent it for some porn and then like some government army wanted it or something? Yeah, some. Of I think it's the other way around, it's mate. Decides the technology. That's why they go with the different DVD. I don't think the DVD brain surgeons of the VHS. porn industry uh, invented the internet somehow. <laughs> I don't know. I reckon they had a good hand in the. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they were making money hand over fist. <laughs> Uh, oh, uh, anyway, what uh, yeah, Pornhub is one of the most popular pornography sites in the world. Apparently, I wouldn't know. Never, I don't know. But uh, and now it's making an offer to students that many would find hard to refuse. Pornhub.com is offering a twenty-five thousand dollar U.S. college scholarship for an American student. It was formerly called the Pornhub Cares Scholarship. Um, apparently, they weren't allowed to call it that. Applicants for the scholarships must write a 1,500-word essay answering the following question. How do you strive to make others happy? They oh, also want you to submit two questions <laughs> that elaborates on the good work that you do and anything else you might want to say. I bet that you... On... Hey, what's the bet? That you know, Hand on heart, money on the table, they'll pick a girl. Yeah. Mm. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. 
Of the adult entertainment website currently has 78.9 billion videos. Wow. On... <laughs> wow. That's a lot. That's a well, lot. You better, hey, you better get started, mate. <laughs> I think that's probably, you know, tackling YouTube's numbers there. Yeah, um, there's the motors and the generous financial offer have already come under fire with scholarship being criticised potentially as a deceptive marketing tactic. You reckon... Duh. Dawn Hawkins, executive director of the National Center of Sexual Exploitation, told the Washington Post, an amazing and deceptive marketing tactic aimed at poor students. A lot of yeah. younger people realize the consequences and harm of pornography. These, are, these same people are the ones that have got people in their basement. Yeah. <laughs> Don't you reckon? It's always yeah. the ones that are so staunch and they're so angry and they're so passionate yeah. about I'll oh, get rid of bloody human and then they're the ones that get busted every yeah. time. Okay, we'll go feed, feed young Jimmy in the cellar. Yeah. <laughs> okay. As soon as the camera's gone. <laughs> yes. Um, Facebook owned image sharing platform Instagram is allowing 300 million users to post landscape portrait videos for the first time. Do we care? What? No, we won't. What? So apparently you couldn't post landscape videos. You could only post the square images. Oh, well, that, that is important, I suppose. Landscape is much better to watch. Yeah. Until now, images shared via uh, Instagram could only be uploaded in a square format. Now, Disney and Star Wars has already taken advantage of the change to upload a landscape-orientated teaser video. So there you go. go I'm on. not sure what's worse here, the fact that you could only upload portrait videos because... Yeah, I didn't like I it to watch, or the fact that it's taken them this long to realise that they could only upload portrait videos. <laughs> yeah, like, I, did, I never liked that. Every see a portrait video, I just want to reach through the monitor and grab the phone and, dude, this way! <laughs> see how know, they cope I with know. it on, on the news, on TV, they got video footage from someone's done it on their iPhone and then they blur it out this mm. way behind it. Actually, well, see YouTube now, actually, speaking of not going flash anymore, the new YouTube um, uh, GUI is pretty schmick, actually, but they're implementing a new system. If you've recorded in portrait, they actually will automatically, um, through digital enhancement, they'll actually drop and crop and resize it back to landscape so that you still get full screen. Yeah, right. You must be missing... Mm. It's not going to be perfect, 16.9. It wouldn't be, but it'd be closer than what mm. it is. Well, speaking of YouTube, they've launched their gaming, uh, whatever you want to call it, YouTube gaming platform. launch. Yeah, platform. <laughs> that's a, That sounds like a good word, doesn't it? Uh, now, I've got a... Do I have a little picture for that? Oh, yes, I do. There we go. Look, I'll show everyone who's watching the video a picture. Always I'm thinking... YouTube Gaming is a dedicated app and website focusing exclusively on gaming content with a greater emphasis on live streams. One expert said YouTube was fighting back against rivals such as Twitch and Daily Motion. Is Daily Motion a threat? I don't no, know. Not really. for not gaming motion. stuff. Not for God gaming, gaming stuff. Yeah, who I mean, they for live streaming, but... Mm. All right. Uh, who else has got one? I've got one more. I've looked at this um, live one and I was playing with it the other night trying to connect to it and it does something really funky with the stream. Um, I haven't that. quite figured out the settings. It I don't did think do something funky with the stream. What? <laughs> it did. What happened? It's bad timing. How would you do that? <laughs> <laughs> Group video is unavailable. All right. Who hasn't paid? 
<laughs> Everyone's video has gone. What? No, uh, you need Skype Premium to make a group video call. It says on mine. What? Oh, what that is heck? such a load of. What? An hour, an hour and a bit into it, we get messages saying we can't do a group chat. Yeah, yeah an hour sixteen. Right, log go. in, log off. No, you're all coming back. Coming just back up. Not. Yeah, you oh, the camera back on. Will doesn't. Will won't, but that's all right. He because they, well, Will's straight. the one that they want to pay. Yeah, Glenn doesn't come up for me, but anyway. Yeah, the, come back up. <laughs> the, uh, you got to click on the, yeah, there we go. The YouTube gaming um, one, yeah, it does something really weird with the formatting, and I think it's a little bit away from being, it doesn't have the chat room capabilities and stuff just yet. Like, it will, I think, potentially be a good thing, but at the moment, oops, sorry. Ooh. At the moment, it's a little bit... Um, Awkward. It's not just doesn't just work like Twitch just works. Mm. They've got to work on that, but I think it'll be good. Mm. You're I'm getting busy looking at Will. Yeah, I know. You're going <laughs> round and around and around. Uh, Jace, did you have any more stories? Yeah, an Australian startup is helping rural communities get off the grid using floating solar rafts that sit atop water reservoirs. Infratech Industries, based in Sydney, has erected a 300-kilogram floating solar array in Jamestown, South Australia, roughly two hours south of Adelaide, which it claims generates 57% more energy than rooftop solar and can deliver consumers 10 to 15% saving on black energy. With four more arrays in the pipeline, a United States subsidiary and plans to expand to Europe and Indonesia, the company wants to use embedded generation to help communities develop their own infrastructure and power source. The array is made up of 112 solar panels that move with the sun, allowing it to soak up more sunlight and generate more energy for more hours in the day. The company also deploys a process called concentration, whereby mirrors are attached to each solar panel. The mirrors increase the amount of light hitting the panels, doubling the energy it creates compared to rooftop soldier. Uh, According to Professor David Lewis, Director of Flinders University's Centre for Nanoscale Science and Technology, who supports the company's claim of delivering 57% more energy than rooftop solar. What I've been looking at the data that comes from a system like this at the site, he said, that's how I'm comfortable saying we've got about twice the power output for the light intensity that was hitting the panels. Flinders University, which is not an investor in the solar array project, is playing a technical support role, assisting with material selection and assemblage to ensure maximum power efficiency. The problem with rooftop solar systems is they lose efficiency with increasing heat. You're not normally going to have a fountain on your roof to cool them down. To cool the panels, you need water, which makes water reservoirs a perfect location for solar array. The water from the reservoirs is treated through a series of nanofilters, making it safe to use to cool the panels. The company provides the excess treated water to communities in Jamestown and surrounds. I don't have solar on the new house. I don't want it. Why not? It oh, makes, things like makes your house look shit. No. <laughs> I thought that uh -huh. was installing the NBN, does that? Yeah, well, that too. I don't look at the roof. So, uh, as you can see there with the picture I've got up, they're, they're putting we it on. on. You're circling. Uh, fine, the people in the stream can see it because they're not lame. Um, <laughs> but basically, you, it's, you know, they set them up on dams and, and things like that. And it does two things. One is, as I said, it keeps the panels cooler, so they're more efficient when they're cooler. But it actually stops evaporation as well. So a lot of these massive dams and lakes and water treatment and reservoir and things like that um, suffer from really bad evaporation. 
and this obviously helps that because it's covering like 90% of the surface of the water. Um, the downside they're doing is they're putting mirrors on it, which, okay, yes, it increases the output of the panels, but a double increase, so by reflecting the light through either a Fresnel lens or um, uh, through mirrors, which they're using in this case, it doubles the power output, but it quarters the life of the panel. So instead of a panel lasting 20 years at nominal, it's now going to last five. So, okay, you're doubling your output, mm. but you're quartering the efficiency, the, the life. That's sort of... Well, how does that work? Well, doubling the output, yeah, losing the efficiency of it at the lifespan. I don't know. Is that, uh, what happens is it overheats the panels. Even though they're going to be water-cooled, they're still going to get hotter than our panels designed to get hot because you're magnifying the light. Mm. But of course, the way you're magnifying sunlight. So not only are you magnifying the light, you're magnifying the heat. And yeah. it's the heat that, in the long run, damages the panels. There's no easy way for this free energy, is there? It's all hard. Well, there's no such thing as free energy is a really bad term. But <laughs> there's, there's energy supplementation that can be done quite simply. But they just haven't seemed to figure it out. I saw all they're the, looking all in, people have it. <laughs> I saw they're looking into wave technology. Oh, yeah. God, they've done that to death. Yeah. Move on. Yeah. Well, it's pretty, it's simple, it's cheap. <laughs> Your arm gets a bit tired after a while, though. That's the problem. <laughs> it does. Speaking of energy and electric and all that rubbish, um, I've seen six Teslas in my suburb in the last three weeks. Cool. Right. Well, they come right, Well, and not really. 117000 for a basic thing. Yep. Um, that's the new one. But a lot of people are getting second, buying them second hand now because the people who got the first model want the second model, which has just come out. But how far so, do you get off a off a charge? Uh, uh, 520 kilometers. Yeah, just uh, like a tank of petrol, basically. Remember, and, and uh, in main cities, there's plenty of um, there's plenty of recharge stations, so it's not really a problem. Remember, a couple of years ago, Joseph called in. He bought. Some sort of electric car. He <laughs> was only getting a hundred kilometres. That yeah, car. That, are you listening, Joseph? Sorry, I'm going to say this, but I like you. I think you're a decent human being. But that car was a load of crap. <laughs> I think. So, was was were, it the Leaf or the IMEV? I, I, leaf. My, it was my, a Leaf. It was, was a Leaf. Leaf. Was that Mitsubishi or something? Yeah, hey. I don't know. But yeah, yeah, well, yeah. it was a hundred k, and it ran out. That was only designed to drive to work and back. Yeah, that was a. True. You better hope your work wasn't 101 kilometres away. <laughs> well, but don't forget though, the Tesla's designed as a replacement vehicle. It's designed as your primary vehicle, whereas the IMEVs, the Leafs, the those sort of things are just designed as a commuter vehicle around town. They're designed for places like China and Japan, where and England, where you live fairly close to the town centre, and the town centres are fairly congested. The Prius or if fills you the... have a um, two-car family and the wife just goes down the road and drops the kids off or goes mm. to her work Let not me far. give you a tip. No wife of mine's driving a bloody Tesla. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but then you've got the things like the Prius and the Camry Hybrid, which fill that gap. Um, my nephew's got a Prius, and he can do 1,100 Ks on a tank of fuel. Hmm? You know, and it's a 30-litre tank. So... Yeah, that's not bad. That's all right. Yeah, look, I don't mind the hybrids. They're better. They're getting better and better. The hybrids, BMW coming out with one soon. That's might tickle my fancy. Yeah. Well, BMW one Mercedes is well. Mercedes, actually, Mercedes is coming out one as well. All yeah. European vehicles have to because as of the new Euro standards, all major car manufacturers have to have a hybrid option. At, to be to be able to continue to produce cars, 
they have to have an electric or a hybrid option. It's mandated now. Yeah, that's, so, why, I don't, that's why I don't like the Europeans. The bloody greeny wankers. But <laughs> the funny thing is, like a Prius, first-gen Prius, will do over a million Ks, no trouble, other than replacing the battery pack in it, which is now two grand instead of 20 grand when they come out. Um, you'll have no problems for over a million Ks. Yet the, high, the hybrid Camry is actually, that was their attempt at making the car cheaper uh, in terms of construction, but it's come back and bite them in the ass because Camrys are only, the hybrid Camrys are only good for about 200,000 before they start falling apart. So mm. That's still a few miles, over a million. That's all right. 200,000 Ks, who would keep a car that long? Taxi, well, the taxis Me. keep them for 500,000. Yeah. I keep yeah. mine. I'll run mine round. Really? Yeah. Fuck. 100,000. Mm. Four years, mate. I'll get rid of my car. It's a pain in the ass. Well, this is my last contribution for this week because uh, time is getting away. The uh, Telstra TV Roku box is delayed. How sad. I'm actually excited about this. I'll probably go and buy one on release, and it's delayed. The, uh, the Telstra TV is actually... Uh, where is it? Blah, 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 blah. That's a rebadged Roku 2 box. We brought this up a couple of weeks ago, I think. Uh, but look, it's only been delayed till October, apparently. They've confirmed that uh, that what the problem was, it wasn't because of the hardware or the software or anything like that. It's because they, they're planning on bringing the box out with, obviously, plans, subscription plans. But everything's so complicated. They haven't had, a, they haven't had enough time to, to massage the plans, to work them all out. So it's the plan working out that is uh, taking the time. But anyway, push back to October. So for those of you who don't know, the Telstra TV box uh, is a rebadged Roku product, as we as I just said, that will eventually bring Netflix, Stan and Presto into the one box. So those streaming services should also sit alongside the Big Pond movie store. So hopefully, I would hope and hope that they won't be uh, reduced or restricted in any other functionality uh, than the normal Roku box because that's got a lot of apps. Jason's got one. There's a lot of apps, haven't they, Roku box? Oh, yeah, and there's a lot of unofficial channels that anyone can just make up and yeah. advertise online. You can just add it onto the Roku box. I do, uh, I've do. i done a bit of training with uh, IT Pro TV. I signed up with them, and you can watch that on the Roku box on their channel and find out how to become MSCA or whatever. Yeah, right. Yeah. So, uh, look, oh, look, I'm actually excited about the Telstra TV thingy, boxy thing. But, oh, well, I'll be get, it looks like I'll be getting an iPhone and one of these boxes. Oh, you're on fire, mate. I am on fire. <laughs> I am. Yeah. Now, oh, and well. the iPhone does Netflix, so epic win. Mm, but not Flash. No. Okay, Netflix, what, but Netflix doesn't use Flash. No, on no. on the iPhone, it does HTML five. So don't watch Stan or something. All right. Anyone else got any lasting last stories? Um, All right, I'm like... gonna I'm gonna order a Tesla. Uh, the January delivery, hundred twenty three thousand dollars. Nice. Which nice. is that the Roadster or the family one? That is the rear wheel drive Tesla Model X. X. That's X. Okay, that's X. the family one. X. Father's Day, Eric. That's, that's the dearer one. There is a there is a cheaper the, version. The Model S. Yeah, I'll tell you what the Model S is. Well, that was the Model S. Maybe that was the Model S. Yeah, that was sure. the Model S. Yeah. Um, so I'm not going to go into full detail. I'm just going to say go and check out popcorntime.io. 
if you like Netflix, you're going to love Popcorn Time. Popcorn, yeah. Yeah, that's the fake Netflix, isn't it? Yeah. yeah it's the pirate I'm, Netflix. I'm not touching it. I'm not touching it. Oh, do you, if, you got to pay for it or what? No. <laughs> pay. Pay? That's what's this pay. It's great. Okay, download. <laughs> Hard to believe. Open Popcorn Time, select the video, select quality and sometimes click and enjoy. A whole new way to watch. Oh, how is this allowed? It won't be. They'll shut that down. And no, don't forget, it's not, but it's forget, been going for uh, a very long time. But Big Pond are starting to record IP addresses now. so That's why I'm not with Big Pond. Well, everyone's doing it. Ionet, uh, Ionet have, have been mandated to do it. But you can't get in trouble for streaming something. Well, so I don't know how they're going to track your streaming. You're not downloading. Particularly well, if you've got a VPN. VPN, well, yeah. If you've got a VPN, you're all clear. Is streaming yeah. as bad as downloading? Well, if you no, because their whole point is stuff like BitTorrent is you're sharing it out and enabling others. Yes. Not that you're stealing. They're not so worried about the stealing. It's if enabling others with BitTorrent, enabling others by downloading a movie, burning it, and then selling it for a dollar or a DVD or something. That's what they're always worried about. They're not so worried, I don't think, about you just getting a copy yourself. So what's the how, what's the, how do they make money, these guys, do you reckon? Popcorn. Yeah. VC, <laughs> but why? No, I think they probably got. They might get some ads on there. I'd reckon. Yeah, yeah, it's not a bad little website. Pretty informative. All right. Cool. Speaking, speaking of um, VPNs, this is a story I meant to find at the start of the show, but I couldn't find it. It's literally taken me all show to to find this. Um, there's a a, oh, v, a ISP that started in New Zealand. Um. And I still can't find the, the name of it. But basically what they are, they're oh, an ISP. Yeah. I forgot that they've one. They've Australia and they actually have VPN built in to the ISP. So you don't need to run one. As soon as you connect to your ISP, you're automatically punched through a VPN. That's the go. What's that called? I don't know. I'm trying to find mm. it. I've been ra- I know it was in this month's APC magazine, which I would have Slingshot. if my... Slingshot. Slingshot? Is that it? Yep. Was... Slingshot has made it a lot easier for customers to access television, movie, streamers, movie streaming websites like Netflix and BBC iPlayer that are normally blocked by this country's internet users. Mm, Slingshot, okay. Well, I'll, I'll type that in there. I'll we'll suss that one out. Look, just before we go, Slingshot. Uh, just going back quickly to the popcorn because I, I can see what they're doing. See this little line here? So downloading copyright material may be illegal in your country. Use at your own risk because Popcorn Time streams movies and TV shows from torrents. So somehow... Uh-huh. That's right, yeah. Yeah, so they yep. must download the torrents somehow into a cache and then play it. So well, that's what it is. The torrent is a file that's in multiple pieces. All it does is combine them and plays it. Yes. So it's not like it's streaming from a, an Amazon server somewhere. Or an Akamai server. Yeah, it's actually so it's a torrent. So anyway, um, check that out if that's what you're... What uh, you're last doing. thing that I found about it says Popcorn Time has no funding, gets run out of the pockets of a small community to, behind it and no business model. Yeah, well, Just a bunch of people who are donating their money. Yeah, nice. yeah same, same principle with Linux. It's you know, just one of those things that it always exists because people want it to exist. Yep. Mm. So yeah. Yep. So check out Popcorn Time, and if you're afraid to use it, go and sign up with slingshot, slingshotis.com. <laughs> go and sign up with them, and then use Popcorn. All right, just a, just a disclaimer. Uh, we, we do not encourage the illegal 
download yes, or streaming of videos. Yeah, At least some of us I do. don't. I don't. My name's Eric Franco, and I've got nothing to do with these blokes. <laughs> the team behind the original Popcorn Time insisted they had checked four times with lawyers that their service was legal. Oh, yeah. Which yeah. lawyers? The ones in Colombia? Yeah. yeah. No, no, no. They're, what they're offering is legal. They are not offering a legal service. It's the same as a BitTorrent. A BitTorrent is not illegal. And it totally comes down to what particular use that you want to do with that. That's, the that's what, aren't really illegal, and neither is the software. It's what you do with it. That's right. Yeah, luckily, I think that's a little bit grey. Yeah, I think Hollywood the lawyer studios they... begin suing popcorn time users. There you go. I think I think the lawyer that they asked was uh, Sol Goodman. Who was the lawyer? <laughs> Some bloke out of out of out of, out of Goodfellas. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah the, the better call Sol. Good lawyer. They said it was their lawyer. <laughs> <laughs> well, true. All right, let's get out of here. Uh, unless anyone's got the really important stuff, Any, that's it. That's, that's it. Good. No, that was, cool. that was Cracking my brain for the entire show, trying to remember the name of that ISP. <laughs> was it Slingshot? Yeah. Slingshot. Oh. I googled New Zealand ISP VPN and it got a list. I googled it. All I got was I got, a bunch of slingshots. I got everything but that. <laughs> Maybe your butt, Simpson. <laughs> well, well, you, you guys can't see those pictures, can you? But anyway, I actually read. Um, I actually read APC Mag this month because I was waiting for Sonia at the hospital for three hours yesterday. And uh, it was in there, and that's what, and I would have had the magazine had I have had my car, had I have not tried to get the brakes fixed. So there you go. Oh, there you go. All right. Well, check out Slingshot. Check out Popcorn at Your Own Risk. We've got nothing to do with us if you get busted. Highly recommended by Eric. We don't encourage it. I don't <laughs> recommend it at all. He does. He loves it. Oh, he loves it. He's, he goes... Get it out of your bookmarks now. He's one of their biggest VCs. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Okay, that's it. That's uh, another episode of uh, Aussie Tech Heads all done and dusted for another week. Uh, we hope to uh, see you next week for another episode, which uh, we shall be doing again on Thursday night, and that will be after the Apple launch of whatever is coming out. Oh, I'll miss so, that one. <laughs> so, workers, uh, workers decide to put on uh, dinner next Thursday night that I have to go to, so... Oh, the, you know, the things you've got to do when you're employed. Free yep. dinners. Oh, yeah. I've got to tell you my unavailable dates as well soon, Glenn. All right. No worries. Get the phone and just go around and randomly interview people and say, hey, you're on a live podcast. What have you got to say? <laughs> all right, it's all IT people, so it could be relevant. <laughs> don't forget the Facebook.com forward slash Aussie Tech Heads, YouTube.com forward slash Aussie Tech Heads, show notes at AussieTechHeads.com.au forward slash podcast, uh, paper, or was it? AussieTechHeads.com.au forward slash paper, the Shoutcast Radio, AussieTechRadio.com. And whatever else. We're on iTunes. Don't forget the Aussie Max Zone on iTunes. Don't forget the Alpha Geeks, Obsidian Loft, and everything else that uh, comes out under the Aussie Tech Heads banner. The Aussie Tech Head at Aussie Tech News on Twitter. Everywhere. It's everywhere. All right. See you, boys. See you next week. See you, Glenn, Eric, and Spinny. See you later, Spinny. <laughs> Still going around. See you guys, and uh, we'll see you guys next week. Have a good week. Take care. Bye for now. Bye.